I am your host, Kojo. Welcome to the Freeman for Podcast. This is episode 235, which is a lot. So, um, as real as YouTube is on in the background of my laptop, so it's just repeating what I was saying. That's a great start to the podcast. But anyway, um, as I said, I'm your host, Kojo. Um, Cahill is still not available at the moment, but he'll be back when he's ready to be back for sure. Um, but I've been joined by four fantastic guests. It's been an active uh, Premier League weekend, a lot of Great results for some clubs. Some other clubs, not so great. Um, but we'll get into that, of course. <laughs> D-Bat's really stressed. <laughs> Brother. So we'll I'm start not used there. to this feeling. How you, doing? how you doing, man? Explain to me how you doing. You know what? If you'd asked me yesterday, I'd probably tell you depressed, bro. Probably depressed. Mm. But you know what? I'm not used to this this losing feeling like you, man, bro. I'm not, I'm not really used to it. So it's something I've got to get used to. But, you know, it's a strange feeling. But... Listen, gutted, disappointing the result, but not necessarily the performance, which you can get into. But bigger fish, bigger fish to fry in this coming week. So you know, got to dust ourselves off and go again. But I'm good, man. I'm I good. Know, I know for a fact that's a lie because you spent time in the championship. But we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Distant memory, man. Distant memory. <laughs> um, we'll introduce the co-host of the D and D Foot Factory uh, with D man that is Double D LFCFC. What are you saying, bro? All right, man. I'm not not in the best of shape. I'm, I'm not very well, but you gave me the call from early, so I've been able to take some herbal remedies and get myself into some kind of gear, bro. FSG syndrome, innit? FSG syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, that more nasally than usual, possibly, but, you know, we're, we're here. No worries, no worries. Thank you for coming. Um, For someone that is... Not having their club sold to someone that's had his club sold already. Theo, how you doing, bro? Stress, man. I'm not even gonna lie, stress. <laughs> that's the only word I can use right now, stress. But yeah, man, listen, it is what it is, isn't it? We'll get into it, but it's stress. I hear that. I appreciate it. I appreciate the honesty, man. Well, free midfield is a therapy session. Someone that doesn't need therapy is 15 from the Trafford Tunnel podcast, you know what I'm saying? Because we're doing things. I'm saying we, because obviously for everyone that listens, I'm a main United fan. Can you not skin in teeth though? I can't be the only main United fan here. I can't be always backing the team. So yeah, I'm going to be... Sabotage, isn't it? Sabotage. <laughs> 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 How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Now, you know what? Like, lads treat me well, you know? I can't complain. I can't complain, man. I can't complain. <laughs> my man's man got a plan for yeah, you. Imagine if they bro. <laughs> You got to you got you got to live life in the moment, you know? Like that's all it is. Listen. Listen. <laughs> hey, he's not lying, man. He's not lying, man. You know what I'm saying? You have to develop in the moment, and the moment that he's in is with three points. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll start um the podcast. Uh we'll start with I'm sorry, Phil, gonna have to go Chelsea first, man. Let's get the pain out of the way for you. Um Mad. A lot, a lot of money spent this summer. Um, obviously, you have to join the team, of course. Graham Potter is your manager, but no one, and I say no one, in my humble opinion, expected Chelsea nil Southampton one to be the final result at Stamford Bridge. Um, a goal, courtesy of the guy that's about to become the most prolific golf uh, free kick goal scorer in the Premier League, James Wood Prowse. Um, Theo, where do we even begin, man? What, what is happening? With the team so far, is it just a lack of cohesion with the players? Is Graham Potter just struggling to do his job? What What is your perspective for, so far 
and especially from from this game in itself? I think it's I think it's a mixture of things. I think obviously coming in when you've got all these things to deal with, new players coming in, Rudiger leaving that was a big loss. But you replace him with Kulabali, Badia Shield. You brought in players. There's no excuses. Like I'll be honest, I can't even give you reasons as to why we're playing so bad. There is no. There's no excuses. And I think a lot of that is split between the players and the manager. Obviously, the manager now clearly doesn't look like he's up to the job. And he can't use the excuses anymore that Reese James is injured, Ben Chilwell's injured, because they came back and he had Reese James sitting in his Averex-looking jacket in the stands on Saturday. So you tell me, do you know what I mean? And the worst thing about Paul that we know from when he was at Brighton he loved to use the free centre-backs. The wing-backs used to be the key for his football. And that's that's how his style of play was use the wing-backs. You could have done that on Saturday. You need three points. You're playing the bottom of the league, Southampton, who do not have a manager. You're under the cosh. Your job that you just got into a couple of months ago, you've just spent 300 million and you're, you're, you're resting players. And then you give them two days off afterwards. That ain't, that's criminal. That's criminal, man. You, got, uh, you can't do that. You can't do that. So I mean, you can't do. That. You can't even well, defend them. Don't defend them. <laughs> well, no, okay, I was gonna. But, okay, okay, it might sound like a defense, but watching that game, it did seem like you were genuinely unlucky on this occasion because you had a lot of chances that were blocked off the line, that were you know being blocked by last minute challenges and all that stuff. It, it looked like, like Sterling came off the bench and was on it. He was beating players, sweeping balls in. He has his having chances. You haven't been blocked. It, on this occasion, can you call it a case of bad luck or is this just an accumulation? Yes. Oh, this is this has been bad luck since he took the job on. And oh, damn, the okay. problem with us, here's the see the problem with us here. Yeah? We've we've spent all this money and we still haven't addressed the elephant in the room that we haven't replaced Diogo Costa. So when you haven't got a striker yeah, he's very chances. Yeah, you don't miss them. It's not Havertz, one in ten. You don't give Havertz ten chances and he misses all of them. When you got Costa or you got Dropper, even for Fana, when he he started the game, I thought he played really well Saturday. I was impressed with him. And then to get him subbed off at the halftime for no reason, wasn't injured, you just want to try and change things tactically. It does that it doesn't even make sense what he's doing. And now he's losing the players. The fans booed him off at halftime. They booed him at the end of the game. But here's the problem. You can't sack him because he's on a five-year deal and he's on 12 million a year. So if you sack him, who are you bringing in? That's the first question. Who's coming in to take over the mess? You've got to pay him. All the all the coaching staff and the players, that the, 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 the medical staff, all them people he brought from Brighton, they're going to go with him. So you're talking 100 million. You've just spent 600 million on players. Hmm. You can't, that, nah. you've got to be doing better. Southampton, bottom of the league, Southampton. Come on, man. That's it's, it's bad. It's bad. We're, we're 11 points off safety. I'm not saying we're going to get relegated, but <laughs> nah, what, I'll say, nah, what I'll say is the teams below us, and I said this on my own podcast, they're fighting for points and they're going to come to Stamford Bridge or we're going to go to their ground and they're going to think this is an easy three points. Hmm. This is an easy picking and this is the time when we can take points off Chelsea. And, that, and we've seen it. We've seen it with clubs now. We've seen it with Southampton. It was a lucky, it was a good free kick. You can't, can't fault James Ward-Prowse. But at the same time as well, it's the manner that we're losing these games. 
it's not the fact we're losing them, it's how we lose them. Said that all along. And you got to give him the time now. You can't sack him. Sack him and bring in who? Enrique. Potticino. Zidane. They're not going to come to that, that mess. Apparently Mourinho wants to job, a job again for the third time. What are you saying? I wouldn't even bring him in. No. For one reason, we've signed all these youngsters and one thing Mourinho isn't known for is getting the best out of youngsters. Uh, it's time at Chelsea anyway. I can't really speak about Roma. I think he's doing all right there with some of the youngsters he's brought through. But at Chelsea, he got rid of all the youngsters because he didn't want them. And he would clash with, with, with the owner, which is why Tuchel left. So you've got to bring someone in that's a yes man, that's going to say yes sir, no sir, three bags full, and bow when he when he walks in the room. So and that's Potter. That's why he's in the job because they can dictate what he. They told him that he can't pick a Bamiyang for the Champions League squad. Do you get what I'm saying? The man's got it's his money, of course. But if he can't even choose who's in his his his, 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 his twenty three or whatever his squad for the Champions League, and you need a striker in the squad, what's that telling you about? Everything. The club's a mess, man. It's a complete that mess. Stress. Stress FC, man. I'm sorry, but it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better at Chelsea. And, and Chelsea fans, you know what they're like. And I ain't talking about the ones that look like me. I'm talking about the other ones. So <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to get messy with them. So, yeah. How much, how much do, you put on, do you actually put on, like, obviously you said you need a striker. That's obviously not Potter's because you've got like a sporting director and whatnot, yeah? Mm. How much blame does a sporting director get? Because you you spent on a centre-back, left-back, whatever, you spent on a, like two wingers, you spent, mm. you basically brought in like a whole army of players, yeah? And you haven't yeah, brought yeah. in a six, and you haven't brought in a striker. So how, like how much, how many, how much of it is on the sporting director's uh, back on on his or her part rather than part of Because I'm sure part of probably didn't want half of these players truth be told. Mm. So how how many how like where does the blame like, where does the blame lie? It's it's tricky because Potter came in first. Mm. Potter came in first, then the, the 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 hierarchy was built afterwards. Yeah. So we've done it backwards. What we should have done was get everyone in first, or we keep the old hierarchy, the old regime, keep them in for six months. Yeah. Then you say, listen, this is a transitional period. You like stay for six months or twelve months, and then we're gonna phase you out, bring yeah. someone else in. We didn't do that. We brought in the manager first. Yeah, and Bowley was running around. Remember in the summer, he was, he was flying yeah, to yeah. Barcelona trying to yeah, yeah, secure, yeah, yeah. having breakfast and lunch and all that stupidness. And yeah. he was doing all of that, yeah? yeah. And then we got Potter in, and then we sorted everything else out afterwards. So yeah. they take a bit of the blame because we had another window since we, the January one. Yeah, you can't sign but a striker in January. That's, that's haven't, an, haven't you signed um Nkuku? Ain't he coming in the summer? So that's yeah. probably why you're not he's trying not, to. He's, he's not a traditional nine, though. Well, I it's, true. it's true. For me, yeah. It's true. For me, it just seems like there's a disconnect between like the manager and the people upstairs because there's I don't really see like I know people say that there's a vision, but I don't really see a vision. It just there ain't one. Like, there ain't it one. Just like they're just throwing money at whoever and then hoping someone comes good. Trust the process is what I'm being told, but you can't trust a process if there ain't no trust and mm. there ain't no process. And he, for me personally, for someone like him, for Potter, he has to show you something and the players as well. They got to take the blame, but there's got to be joined up more cohesion with the players and the manager to show you something to trust and if you ain't seeing that you can't trust a process that ain't being you can't see visibly on a Saturday or whatever day it is I don't I can't, you know what it is I, I think I think Potter is he's tactically astute right but when you look at him on the sideline he looks like mute 
Yes, he just looks lost and he's dealing with big men and he just doesn't exude that confidence that they need to lead them on the field. I think tactically he's got it right, but to get that across to his players and, and have them, you know, execute that to a T and when it's, when it's going wrong, I don't think he, 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 he has that kind of presence. You know, when you see Klopp or even Arteta or, you know, Guardiola on the side, like, you know, them players are following his instructions or else. With, with, with the, the Chelsea players, it just seems like, all right, it's going in one end out the other and he can't do anything to, to command the respect of the players. That's what it, it comes across. From and that's what, it, that's, what, that, that's what it's, sorry, Kojo, but that's what it is on the training ground as well. Like, he's apparently not even visible on the training ground most time. It's other, other, and that happens a lot, a lot across a lot of other clubs. But when you're new into the job, you're trying to assess your team, you're trying to pick out who's this, that, the other, and you want to pick a nice 11 that's consistent. How are you doing that if you're talking in, a, in Cobham somewhere else? You have to be on the pitch with them, visually seeing what they're doing. Because on Saturday, when you're picking the team, you're just picking names out of a hat. Because you don't know who's your best players. You don't know who, who to play where. Well, then that 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 does bring the the, the question. Double D, I want you to ask this answer this one. This can go for um, obviously Chelsea or any other club. If your owner comes in and just buys a whole load of players that you know, I mean, we know he's good at finding talent. Brighton have continued that. They found more talent whilst he's been gone as well, but. You know, you're talking about Badia Shile and Kulibali, and then um, Enzo Fernandez is coming in, and uh, Mudrik is coming in, and this Jao guy, Felix. Is in, uh, yeah, Jao Felix coming in on a loan, which just came out the blue as well. Like, if you're the manager in a situation like this, and we've seen this in the past, especially with Real Madrid when they were doing their stupid Galactical eras, can much blame be left at the manager considering that one, he has to keep a whole boat of players happy, two, there's probably, I say maybe let's go about fifty percent of players that probably can't play the style of football that he's looking to play, mm. and three, even though we know he's a good manager, he's a good manager here on on you know this level of of our country. He was Brighton manager, so how big was his reputation, and how much you know does he? How much how hard work does he have to do to build the trust, as he was saying, of the players? You know, bringing these guys in. Do you think you just put him in a very tough? position where he just can't win. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. He's kind of fighting a losing battle from the start in regards to obviously his there's not much it's, it's a great story for up and coming managers, but in terms of the fact that as bad as Chelsea have been in certain seasons in the last 20 years, they always still manage to get make a cup final. For instance, mm. They always do stuff like people that if you look at it on paper, you'll think, nah, this is bad, sacking this manager, letting this manager go. But they've been successful at doing it. This one here is very like it's a typical kind of an appointment in American sports. Potter's not necessarily young because he's in his late 40s, but it's like, yeah, get that guy, the up and coming guy, and then bring him to your franchise and do whatever. So it's not worked out great so far. You can clearly see that, obviously, as Fios would have said, he didn't want all these players that have been brought in because some of them not necessarily fit his system. Enzo, we've seen enough in a couple of games to see that he can do something. I thought Mudoeki looked kind of lively against um, West Ham, cutting off mm. of the right cutting in having some pop, but he's kind of trying an error, so he needs to be given time because there's so many. As he, I've liked what I've seen of Fafana so far, so I have no idea why he was taken off. But 
and shine an error. And there's players out injured as well that are going to come back. So it might not. It might take to literally near the end of the season for him to figure out what his best team is. Um, Remember, he had, he also hasn't had a preseason. He hasn't had a preseason. Yeah, so. Preseason is going to be very interesting, knowing what kind of they're going to do more trash of business in the summer. Anyway, that's going to be very fun for him. <laughs> um, let's move on for Chelsea for a second because they they were the losers of the game. We have to go to the winners. Um, Fifteen. I want to ask you, um, number one, why on earth can they not defend like this on a weekly basis? And number two, James Ward Prowse. And after you answer the question, everyone else can give an answer as well. Where does he rank? And you'd have to give me a direct number. It can be top five, top ten, something like that. Where would he rank in your all-time free kick takers? Because at this point, if he's touching David, David Beckham's record, not just, not, not just Prem, not just Prem, not just Prem. I'm saying that. I'm saying that because David Beckham is known as a pure, a prime free kick taker, one of the best, right? And I'm not trying to say that he is David Beckham. I'm not bringing that discussion, especially me. David Beckham is my hero, so as far as I'm concerned, duck out. But the question needs to be asked. If he does overtake David Beckham's record, there's going to be another discussion as to who the best free kick taker in Premier League history is. It's going to happen. Whether you like That's, it or not, it's going to happen. If he's 27th at their level. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you're talking about all time, now, and considering how good he is at dead... Um, um, dead. Dead set pieces and all that stuff. Dead ball situations. That's the situation. That's the word. Where would you rank him? Where does he go? Top five? Top ten? Top fifty? Uh, well, I'm talking about prem only. You can do prem and all time if you want. You can do both. Ah, uh, prem. Do you know what? Yeah, it, it might sound knee jerk, but I think it's gonna be number one. And I just say that because you see, when Ward Prowse like is in distance here, everyone is. Shitting themselves, like <laughs> yeah. if he's not scoring, yeah, he's making a keeper work. And I'm not saying yeah. that Dave Beckham didn't always do that, but I feel like sometimes when Beckham took free kicks, like it was just ne- not necessarily making a keeper work, it might just like sail over the bar or go wide or whatnot. But with Ward Prowse, yeah, listen, he's a sniper, he's <laughs> a sniper, and w- w- when he zeroes in, it's, it's long. Like, I'll be honest here, when that, that situation occurred, yeah. I bet you all the Southampton players was telling the ref, don't play advantage. Do not play the advantage. You want the free kick. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah. I saw it, when, I, when I saw it, like, when I saw it play, yeah, I was saying to myself, take the free kick because I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. And he's just ridiculous, man. Like, he's, his technique and, and what, like, the amount of goals he scores from set pieces. And it's like, if he's deep as well, yeah, like it's the range as well. Sometimes it's like thirty yards, thirty-five yards. Um, was it early this season where he just whacked one? No, wait, was it last season where he would just whack one from long distance? Like he just ran and just smashed it. Like so, he's yeah. got variation. It's not just necessarily like a like an instep thing. Like if he wants to put his foot through it, he can do it. So for me, I think he's number one. Man. Like he's ridiculous. And in terms of the um. I find just like I don't know much about the manager, but he's he's there's like an aura about him. Like he he's got the turtleneck, he's got the suit. Like he's he's very, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he, like he it's like it's like he don't want to get on his bad side. Like that like, the prime managers like Nathan Jones. He he had no aura about him whatsoever. He was talking about pound for pound being the best whilst managing Luton. He was talking about saying um, 
he's going to go back to doing things his way. Why didn't he do things his way when he came in? Like, why why is he compromising? Like, you're not going to get anywhere. The moment the moment players sniff weakness, they're going to take advantage. Like, they're going to take advantage of you. They're not kids. They're big men. They're grown men. They're millionaires. Do you know what I mean? So, this this manager looks like he's he's got stuck in between, like, gotten into the players and just told him, look, it's sink or swim. Like, do you, do you want to be Premier League footballers or do you want to play, play in the Championship? And they've, it seems like they've answered the call. And I saw the second half, I didn't watch the first half. Hmm. And they, listen, when you're defending for your lives, you you got to do what you got to do, man. You got I mean, they, they want quality as well. Let's not forget, like, Lavia was amazing. Obviously, Salisu, as we know. Um, Maitland now has come back into the fold as well. He he seemed like he was he wasn't playing too much. Um, and obviously you got Ward Prowse. So yeah, absolutely. Double D, free kicks, Premier League, and dare I say all the time, you're on mute. Double D, you're on mute. There you go. <laughs> Goodness me, he summed it up properly there. Um, in terms of the variation, because there was that one away at Wolves, I think just yeah, the no, World Cup. No, no, he smashed it. He just yeah. smashed it. He just smashed it. He just smashed it. Top bins, and he didn't yeah. celebrate because he said in the post-game interview, he said that um, he's been doing that all week in training, so he knew if he got one day, he was, was going to put it top bins. So yeah, at the moment, you have to put him. For me, you have. Yeah, I've got no problem with him being um, putting him number one because we all know how great Beckham was, but him being at such a dominant team meant that he would get a plethora of free kicks and we saw what he did with them. Ward Prowse won't get as many being at Southampton and he's just done his thing and he's continued. As I said, only 27. That record's getting broken this season. Hopefully not do it against Liverpool. But um, yeah, that record's getting broken this season. So yeah, I've got, I've got no problem, real problem if you put him number one. It's just like, even that was a really... Because the Chelsea wall jumped on Saturday, man. And from that distance to get up and over the wall. So like, yeah, man. He's full, full, full ratings, full, full ratings. So yeah, Prem 1, all time. Yeah, in world and whatnot. Oh, I don't know. That's why I was asking you what just spread because we've seen what Messi's been doing. Cristiano back in the day, but the last eight nine years, we've seen. Yeah, that, that was that was back in the day, man. That's not. That's not. Marcos Asensal. Like, there's some guys that used to take some quality free kicks. So, if we take it on a world level, then there's still some way to go. But um, he, 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 he could be top. He could be top ten board. But Prem, yeah, one. Yeah, it's not just you know, like all kinds of free kicks under the wall, bending it up and over the wall, bending it around the wall. There was the one a few seasons ago. United beat Southampton three two at their ground. Um, Cavani, that one yeah, with Cavani, yeah. one, one yeah. and. Yeah. Um, the free kick was there, like the angle of the box was there. It was proper wide, and he bent it near post. And the hair dive late, thinking he got a score from here, and ended up pushing it into the goal. Like he, he scores all types of, he scores all types of free kicks. He's a savage, man. But yeah, no. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've, I have no problem putting him number one. To be perfectly honest, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Double D. Before we move on from you, just a message here from Stell. Double D's on mute, much like his <laughs> FPL team this season. 
That's uh, that's 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 crazy. Hey, still don't let me don't let me call HR, boy. Um, that's crazy. Oh, by the way, um, I beat Darren T in this week's week to um head to head. So you know, shout out Darren T. Um, D man, <laughs> uh, D man, um, is 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 he touching Messi levels of free kicks? Are you mad? Listen, no, 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 no. <laughs> slow down, slow down. No, 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 no. In terms of prem. Yeah, he, he can be, yeah, I suppose once he breaks the record, yeah, my, I don't know, Beckham, I don't know, Beckham seemed to be better at high pressure penalties and executing them. And what annoyed me about Ward Ward Trials the other day, who did they play um, and they could have got a point or uh, Wolves, was it? Oh, when he passed it. Oh, and he Whoa. bottled it, bruv. Yeah, he bottled yeah, it. Remember. Like to yeah, me, you're yeah. not a, you're not a serious guy. If this is your this is your your stage. Yeah, you know, the other day when they played, Perro scored in um, oh, it was a cup game. Yeah, Perro scored a free kick. That's why he let him take that one. No, no, no. He he passed it. He didn't even take. He, he passed it to the guy yeah, to cross it. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh but, yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like it's to me that's and he, he but then one, yeah. yeah, but numbers wise, yeah. You know what? And he will he will score a lot more than once he breaks the record. He'll score a lot more. He'll end up like and that will take time to get beaten. In terms of the world, no, he's not he's not top five or not like that. Like obviously current now, I still have Messi as the best current um free kick taker who's, who's currently playing. Um and I would put Beckham above him on a world stage because okay. until he takes a penalty uh, free kick like Beckham did against was it Greece? Greece yeah. a high pressure. Yeah. No one ain't no one ain't taking high pressure penalty, uh, free kicks like that. Yeah. But like, to, to, he to be fair anyway. to him, to be fair to him, he does play for Southampton. So that's a bit I'm gonna say he probably won't get the chance. So we can only go on what we've seen. That's why yeah, I'm comparison with my Beckham comparison yeah. with Prem. Double it like Man United, it's gonna be free kick, free kick, yeah. But but uh, listen, I don't I don't watch Jane Ward that much apart from his you know his dead ball situations and that, but other than free kicks and penalties, is he actually a good player? Yeah, you know what? That's the discussion that I just want to. I want to. We're not going to do that right now because listen. <laughs> That's. I was going to ask that though. I was going to ask what you thought about him, but I, 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 I really don't want to get started on him. I, it's, <laughs> and I, it's, I'm it's, Team it's, Zaha yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Theo, number one for you in the Premier League at least, or number two? Well, I think he's got to be in the conversation if he breaks the record, but I think he's going to surpass the record and I think he's easily a D-man just said penalty a couple of times you may as well make it a penalty when he's got a free kick because it's do you know what I mean it is that kind of dead ball specialist so yeah yeah, I think he I think he's up there I, I don't know if he's number one like, without going back and thinking properly uh, uh, yeah he's, he's up there I liked Ian Hart <laughs> do you know what I'm saying like I, could, I can go back that yeah. far man I liked him on the free kicks man but he's up there 100% 100% why not? Why not? Okay, before we go into the next game, let's quickly get through some others. Uh, Brentford won, Crystal Palace won. Apparently, Crystal Palace don't have to win games still. And they're going to finish 13th as they usually do. Shout Yan out for the last-minute equaliser at Brentford Stadium, the G-Tech. Um, Brighton uh, went back to the Potter days. Shout out Graham Potter as they had another chances and bottled all of them. Um, Solomon had uh, Fulham's first meaningful shot at a goal and he went in. Shout out for anyone that has Robert Sanchez as a goalkeeper on FPL. Um, <laughs> Melia 
probably the worst goalkeeper performance of a lifetime. And I say that because his positioning was absolutely a shock to he's me. Trash. And I think everybody else that's a Leeds fan, as Seamus Coleman, could not believe his luck as he tucked it in from the right wing for absolutely no reason why. I'm not going to lie. I think he's trying to cross it and he's just here and he's like, yeah, that's my luck. By the way, he tried to cross it to nobody. So that shouts out Everton for that season. Um, Wolves nil, Bournemouth one. We'll move on from that. Uh, so we go to <laughs> we go to Arsenal. Arsenal went at to Aston Villa and they came away four two winners. Dare I say, with a big big slice of luck, as Jorginho's shot that hit the bar came back and hit the big 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 head <laughs> of um, Emiliano <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> um, Mark, we'll start with you again. Um, Luck is usually what you need to win titles. We know quality yeah. does get you so far, but you also need luck. And we can vote. Actually, not we're putting um, City's result in this as well. They drew one and one. They had no luck as Haaland uh, was producing the finishing of certain French players that have left the Premier League whilst apparently scoring goals again in league. No names. Um, where, where do you think this title race is heading? Because if City keep dropping points, silly points, away from home, are we are we looking at Arsenal as potential champions? First of all, you create your own luck in it. Like to be fair, Arsenal were knocking on the door in the second half for ages. Like I think in the first half, Villa played well, but they, they just ran out of steam. Um but you create you create your own luck. Like Martinez was wasting time from from minute one, or whatever it was. Like he was just wasting time from, from early. Um Arsenal gave Arsenal let Villa off the hook with the Odegaard chance. So the, the the sign the the chances the signs were there like even from like the corners where they were playing they kept having like um sort of um someone hanging around like the edge of the the edge of the box and Villa weren't picking up so like the the signs were there but um I don't know it's a weird one because the way things are like I wouldn't be surprised if like Arsenal went to Leicester next week and and drop points so. The thing is, though, that Man City don't look good. Like, usually, at this, this time of year, like, Man City will go on, like, a 10-game winning streak of, like, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, and, like, not conceding any shots on goal. But this Man City side just look tired. They just look tired. They don't look energised. They just look bored. I don't know if that's even the right word. Like, they just... There isn't a spark about them. Like, I watched them against um, Forrest, and... Harlem missed chances. Folden's chance was, was laughable. I mean, the lack of killer instinct in that side, even though you've got so so much talent, is is ridiculous, man. Um, but I, it's weird because I feel like when I'm watching City, their best player is probably like the most criticised player, and Jack Grealish right about now. He's like their most important player. And even then, he's, he's still not providing what's needed to get over the line. So it's, it's a weird one, man. I think they they definitely need like a shake up, but um, I definitely feel there's more twists and turns in the title race, man. And I think Arsenal still got to face Chelsea, Liverpool, City again. Uh, not Newcastle, do they? Yeah. Newcastle, Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle St James's. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have they still got Tottenham as well? Am I right in saying that? No, they played no, Tottenham no. twice. Yeah, they they played Tottenham twice. twice. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, who else they still got to play? Um, Fulham maybe away. Okay. I'm not too sure. 
Yeah. But I feel like they played they played majority of like the, the bottom half side, so it's gonna be a tough one. Um but if if Arsenal do get through that, then they obviously deserve to, to win a title. Absolutely. And um Theo, uh, we'll 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 discuss City as we go back before we go to Arsenal. Um fifteen mentioned the part about the fact that you know Grealish is their most influential player at the moment, but it seems like he's not even hitting <coughs> what happened there. He's not in the heights that you know you'd hope for um, from him. But I also want to pose this question. Uh, it's, and before I say it, say this, anyone that's listening, it's not a criticism of Erling Haaland, but questions can be asked. Um, there was this discussion brought up, especially with Thierry Henry recently. A video came out um, on CBS where he was mentioning what Haaland could possibly do as for more for the team, and if the team is working for him or if he's working with the team as well. Um, his squad obviously a boatload of Premier League goals already, but it seemed to have obviously have s- s- slowed all the way down compared to the speed of goals that are coming at the beginning of the season. Do you think it's either a case of City off not finding ways to feed him as much anymore, or I mean, it could be the same thing, but number two being are teams finding a way to now stop? Or minimalize rather the Haaland threat is is that's what's happening in the Premier League right now. I think so. Yeah, I think you look back to the old city or the city of recent. They had that lovely front three that was all intricate and would swap and change and move around. And I feel like they've lost that now. I feel like they they get the ball. Haaland's looking for the ball. And I mean, we've heard the rumors that obviously there's a bit of disrupt at the club and things are going on behind the scenes and this and that. But I think. A lot of it now, they're looking for Haaland. And, you know, if he's there, I think he makes some good runs. I think he's in the right spaces more time than not. So he's doing everything he can do, I think. Uh, I, I haven't seen that Henri clip, I don't think. But he's do, for me, he's doing what he can do to, to get the ball, receive the ball and do what he can do with it. And in all honesty, that's all I want from my striker. I don't want him to be dropping deep like Harry Kane does most times. And I don't think Pep wants his team to be doing that. He doesn't want his striker dropping deep into midfield and recovering the ball and bringing it through. I think he wants him to be there as the guy that puts the ball in the back of the net. But it's a tricky one with City. I I feel that when I watch them, sometimes they still mesmerise me. I still think they're a good team. And then sometimes I watch them and I think, oh, like, is that what you man are doing? Is that what you're doing? But it's, it's, I I think um, someone just said, I can't remember who said it. They're tired. They're tired. Yeah. They are yeah. tired. You can you can see it in them. They're tired, and you got to remember the work rate of City as well. What Pep wants you to do for ninety minutes. I know they're professionals, but you're doing that week in week out. You're all going to get tired. But um, in terms of Haaland, I think he's doing everything he can at the moment, and I think it's a case of clubs, teams are finding out a way to to minimise him or to to stop that that final through pass to him. And it's working, you know. You're seeing that a lot over the the last couple of games. So, but I think as well, you know, again, I think I'm sure for Dortmund he done the same. You know, he, he was. I know he's prolific over there, but he has peaks and troughs over there as well. So it's the same thing here, and it's probably harder to play here as well. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen to him a lot as well. And they have to keep him injury free. That's another thing that is a worry for City. He's got no. He hasn't got the best injury record as well. So they got to be careful sorry. of that one. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's cool. So to cut you off, but when I watch, when I do watch City, yeah, I feel like he makes some really like when City play, yeah, it's like they're just choosing not to find him. Like he makes so. That's like, it, man. I remember like the first game of the season where they played, um, not the first game, the Community Shield, they played Liverpool, and 
Liverpool played this ridiculous high line, and they like they just kept playing like they kept playing this like this sort of sours that everything was going sideways and whatnot. And it's like it's not hard to play the ball forward. It's really not hard to play the ball forward. But yeah, it's like they just choose not before they choose to play the extra pass. And when you've got someone like Harland, yeah, it's similar to sort of like I know it's like we're not talking about Man United yet, but it's like it's sort of like like using that like Rashford or New Players Night. You just got to play the early pass. Play, like the moment you get on a half turn and he's on the shoulder, you just got to play in space because when he, when the when teams are, are high and they've got so much space in behind, nine times out of ten, Harlan's going to beat most defenders with pace and strength. But I just feel like City are choosing not to not to sort of play that pass, man, that extra pass. So so yeah, D-Man? You know what? what? Yeah, I was gonna say. Um... First of all, with City, I think me and Double D called it, as soon as they signed Haaland, we called it, we said how, because my brother was saying how, you know, they're going to bully the lead, they're going to do this. And we said, well, their side of play is going to change immediately. Yeah, because you've got, City used to play with 11 men, including Edison, moving around, like you didn't know who was going to score the goals, who was going to play the final pass, whatever, they could interchange, like you said, yeah. Now they've got a focal point and they're going to they're gonna now absorb more pressure because Haaland doesn't press like that. Yeah, they used to all press in one, one cohesive unit. City are going to give teams more possession, right? So they're going to have to defend deeper. Now, it's still the case of, City have never been great defensively, but they just limit the chances that you have. But you have to be clinical. If you're clinical, you get a result. Yeah? What's happening now, though, is that Haaland, you know, Everyone knew he was a goal-scoring machine, but when he, he was still an unknown entity in the Prem, so people didn't know, you know, how to figure him out, whatever. They still can't stop him, but what they're doing is cutting off the supply chain, yeah? If you cut off the supply chain, when he has zero touches in a game or in a box, whatever, you've limited him, yeah? You, you, you basically figured him out. So, in that respect, I know someone made this point about um, feeding the ball because he's making these good runs, which is true, but I don't know if it was Omri that said it as well, but... Only Kevin De Bruyne can play these certain passes, yeah, like willy-nilly, right? People like Bernardo Silva need an extra touch, yeah? Because what you're seeing is, Harlan will be on the, the last man and he immediately, as soon as the attacker gets the ball, he's off. De Bruyne can play that first-time pass, yeah, like, like Fernandes can do to, to, to Rashford, yeah? Mm. But take a Bernardo Silva or a Jack Green, especially Greenish, who holds up the play way more than he needs to, you need to basically adapt to him a little bit. So you need to like, okay, Jack needs two or three touches before I make that run. Let him get the ball, then make the run. But he's doing it straight away, thinking that it's De Bruyne that's going to pass it to him. So it's, it's a case of them getting used to each other, which is going to take more than half a season to, to get right. When it clicks, it's, it's good. But there's going to be times where it's not as effective. So they've got to adapt to each other. Now, the worrying thing for City is that when I saw that Forest equalise against City, I thought, you know, it's a typical come from the set piece, a corner, because I heard Chris Wood scored, right? Yeah. I only saw it today. <laughs> they basically were City against City. They, yeah. The way they, they cut through City's press was embarrassing. And if that's how City are going to defend, they're not winning no title. Because a team like Nottingham Forest, no respect to Forest, but they're not exactly, they're not Arsenal, they're not Liverpool. If you can cut through City's press as easily as like that, it's concerning. It's very concerning. So they do need to back up their ideas. I don't think they're taking Arsenal as seriously as if it was Liverpool. Yeah, they still think, oh, it's Arsenal. They're going to have their crumble. But Arsenal may have already had their crumble now. 
Yeah, and they, they could probably... And I still tip Arsenal to win the league now. Because I think they're going to carry on. They, they, they're going to drop points. But I think everyone's expect, expecting City to go on this 10-game run. This was the they City of them. last season. It's a different... Mm. It's a weird season this season as well. Remember that? We had the World Cup, whatever. You said about tied legs. There's no guarantee that they're going to go on this long 10-game run. And I don't think they will. They may go on a five or six-game run. Ten? I don't think they, they, I don't think they can do it. I don't think they, at this present time, I don't think they can do it. So they need to be very careful or otherwise that gap is going to increase and Arsenal not going to let it slip another time. So a lot of work I mean, to do. Double, is, is, is this a... Uh... D, what you say, Brendan Johnson moving like Prime Hazard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Double, um, in that case... Do you think it's a case of Pep potentially underestimating Arsenal as Dimas said? Because I I think, if I'm being deadly serious, I don't think he sells Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko to Arsenal if he doesn't if he sees Arsenal as a threat. I think he didn't expect Arteta to get this good this quickly. Something could change. We know it's football, we've seen crazy things happen. 12 point leads be lost in the past and all that stuff. It does happen. But has he underestimated his opponent? And on the point that Dima has made, does he look at them and say, You're not Liverpool, you're not Klopp? So, as far as I'm concerned, at some point, you're gonna, you're gonna, because some of the things that um, Pepper said this season doesn't sound like a guy that's confident anymore that his team can go on and challenge for the title. Exactly. They, I think, definitely there's um, some complacency. Some have suggested it. I remember even um, not always the most reliable person to go to, but Paul Merson was saying, look, he said that it's not Liverpool chasing them. <laughs> I'm not if you're talking about this guy. He said, look, it's not Liverpool. He said, it's not Liverpool chasing them. Um, he said, it's Arsenal. And he was basically saying that will play. And even Dees insinuated as well, that will play into Arsenal's hands because he's thinking that, yeah, they're going to drop off, they're going to drop points. But Arsenal showed backbone this season. They're getting win. If anything, they look more likely to win their away games, Arsenal, than their home games. And the home fans are loud now, so that's strange. But they struggle to keep clean sheets at home. I think they've only had two, and one of them was in the draw against Newcastle. Um, so, but yeah, these said a lot of what I was saying even before the season started in terms of City adjusting. But Theo will not be the Chelsea fan. Once you get that adjustment in, Haaland's making their runs and blowing off. Lampard was the king of reading the situation and clipping the balls over the top into space for Drogba to run onto. It doesn't always have to be mm. to feet, but City are so used to playing the ball into feet. It's crazy that we can be so critical of it because Haaland scored so many goals, but he could have got more if just there's just an understanding there and he's getting angry. I remember he'd even scored against Wolves earlier on in the season and then at halftime he was cussing them because he was basically saying, I don't know if you saw that, like he was like, I'm running there. Like, can you get like give me the ball? Like, I'm I'm off. So yeah. they need to sort that out. So this is why this is Arsenal's window. They have to um and capitalize on this window for it. But it will come. It will come. It might not be too early next season. They've still got enough to get by. But as everybody has literally said so far, City used to play last season, season before, and they might get three or four. Like, well, Watford are in the Premier League, but away at Watford will go to this team and you don't know who's going to score the goals. Now you basically know it's going to be Haaland. It used to be before Maris will... Maris has been good recently. Maris will chip in with a couple. Sterling hat-trick here. 
defenders getting goals and whatnot. They're not getting that variation amongst the goal scorers no more. Like some of those misses were scandalous. Harlan should have scored the first one from the rebound, came back out, then he's blasted it over. The Foden one that um yes uh, Foden should have shot himself. Why are you trying to play it to hard? I just, I just don't know. But like, yeah, the the, the worrying thing is the defense because Brendan Johnson is allowed to carry the ball way too, uh, way too far. He's played it to Gibbs White last ball, and they left Chris Wood unmarked at the back pole. So at the moment, it's looking, it's looking like it's looking like Arsenal are going to do it, but um. We'll see, but yeah, City. It's a transitional. It's a transitional period. So we're City, Liverpool. So many teams not firing. Arsenal taking um, advantage of that at the moment, but yeah, I don't know. I don't feel that invincibility about City that I've got in previous seasons, and um, since I don't like Arsenal, um, no more. Well, I don't like City either, but like I've got a hatred for Arsenal from being little. I'm, I'm really not pleased about it, but it is what it is. You know, it's what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we'll go before we come to the D and D football factory um, derby. We'll um, quickly go to Sunday. Um, Spurs beat West Ham two 0 I mean, Spurs do Spurs things. They beat my City one week, get slapped by Leicester the next week, and then go and beat West Ham the following week. So, you know. But shout out, um, shout out, uh, Ben Davies for having a better first touch than Romelu Lukaku as he set up Emerson Royale, <laughs> and shout out Son for scoring his fifth goal of the season. <laughs> 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 Nothing to say there, but Tottenham win, and yeah. somehow Tottenham, who are very hey, how did the two Emerson roll like that? That's the best game he's had in the Tottenham shirt. Hey, no, no, listen, listen, big up him, big up him. But hey, man, they still call him Chicken Royale, so until that stops, he has to he has to run for drink. Um, but Tottenham inconsistent as ever, but still somehow have entered the top four. Obviously, Newcastle have the game in hand on them, so you know they can drop out immediately if, if Newcastle win that game in hand. Um, but we'll go to the other team that played on Sunday. That was Manchester United versus Leicester. Man United are 3-0 winners. Marcus yeah. Rashford continues to bag goals as he added two more to his tally for the season. Um, I think he's now got 24 for the season as well, actually, in all competitions so far. And the rebirth of Jadon Sancho continues as he got another goal as he came off the bench and contributed to it being a 3-0 win over Leicester. But, Mark, uh, 15, we'll come to you first as a United fan. We we all know the game didn't start like that and it looked like it was going to go the other way. Leicester started a lot better. Um, Fred decided to be Fred for a little bit before he decided to not be Fred and actually play well. But um, how are you feeling after the game? What was your thoughts on United's performance? Uh, it's a weird one because in the first five minutes, we were... We, we pinned them back for like the first five minutes, but it's like once they rolled that wave, it was like Leicester was like, okay, we've shaken it off. Like let's let's come out and let's play our thing. And what I will say about Leicester is like, no matter how badly they are, like no matter how badly they're placed on the table, they're always going to carry an attacking threat. Like they're just one of those weird sides where they could be bottom of the league, but they could still go to like the top team and, and beat them because they're they're just weird like that. Like they just mm. depend on what how they wake up. But um, for about 25 minutes, they absolutely pammed us. As in, like, they, they had the freedom of Old Trafford for about 25 minutes. If it wasn't for David De Gea, it would be, like, 2-0 down. And I'm surprised David De Gea made those, those saves because you just don't know what you're going to get with David De Gea now. I mean, we saw against Everton in the FA Cup, like, he, he got nutmegged by a ball that was in the air. I don't know how that's even possible. 
God, how that's possible. But you, yeah, so De Gea made two brilliant saves. And again, like we, we just seem to do this thing where like we 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 get sort of like battle ready, like we sort of like, like draw our swords, like we, we we get this like siege mentality where we're just like like thou shall not pass, like you're not gonna score. And once we once we draw on that, like we look for moments and in quality. So like Bruno Fernandez again, I know he splits the fan base with a sort of like his uh his ability to retain the ball uh, and sometimes his ability to go from zero to hundred. But again he picked up a great pass for Rashford who's arguably the guy best well the most informed player in Europe right about now. And um such as Rashford's confidence he could have squared it to whoever it was. He didn't he just smashed it into the bottom corner. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's one nil. Um I can't remember the second goal to be fair. Oh, it was the offside one, isn't it? The 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 Fred pass. And was he offside? No, nah, he wasn't. Because okay. VR said no. So he wasn't that's offside. That. Okay, say no more. All right. I'm happy with but, that. I'm happy with that. The other guys, guys don't seem like they're happy with that, but I'm happy with that. So please continue. Please. They brought the lines, they brought the rulers, centimeters, millimeters, whatever. He green light. So there you go. That's what I have to say. But like I think Fred. I, I posed this question the other day and I said, I think we played against Barcelona. In the first half, he was pony. Second half, he was class. So I, I posed the question, was that a master class or a disaster class? And everyone just came back and said, that's Fred being Fred. That's a Fred out of 10. So <laughs> yeah. Fred being Fred played a quality pass to Rashford. And I think that's where Rashford's at his best, when he can run in behind, like attack the space. And again... When him being in that form as well, he was he never looked like he was gonna miss. And after that, it just seemed like it was just party time. I mean, Sancho came on, grabbed his goal. Um, he even played the number ten, the number ten role, which is interesting because a lot of United fans do see his future there. Me personally, I don't see his future there, but I can see why they see his future there. Like he's he's brilliant at retaining the ball. He's he's clever. He's not like sort of a like a lot of these new generation footballers where they're just sort of like running down the line and whipping it across or like an inside forward. He's he's very much a combination player. So one touch here, like bounce pass, pass and move and whatnot. So I do understand why they, they see him as a number 10. But um, yeah, man, the second half was pretty much party time, man. The only negative for me was workhorse. And I say that in the sense where he, he could have had three or four. He could have had three or four. And it, it, it turned into a pity party where like, Everyone was trying to set him up, and he still couldn't score. Like yeah. we've got, we've got like important games to, to coming up. Like, we can't afford to sort of get into that that mentality where like Oliver Twist. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you need to put those goals away, especially as our goal difference is rubbish. So we just need to be a bit, a bit be a bit more clinical. But other than that, no complaints. Why not? Why not? Double D. Our main yeah. in the title race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't ask you because I knew you were saying no. <laughs> <laughs> whether whether people whether people like because if you're expecting like no if we have to if you go on that the actual points of the table the answer is yes if I really think that man that I could win the league the answer is no but okay. um, if you look at the table they're close to City if any team's going to catch Arsenal it's Manchester City so therefore that means Man United are in it as well. You know I still think out of those three, though, United are the most prone to a random result. Like, as um, he said, 
the way Leicester were cutting through you guys, like the, the, the football section, I believe that that can, and I believe that that will be done to you on a few more occasions this season. But even if you don't turn up in certain games, if you beat the other teams, especially the ones in the lower half of the table, though obviously that's where Leicester are at the moment, you will accumulate enough points at United whether they're convincing ones or not, keeping clean sheets, whether it's been Luke Shaw playing as a left-sided centre-half or whatever, Lissandro after a shaky start has had an outstanding season. So if they continue to beat those other teams, they will accumulate the points to be in the mix. So you have to say that they are, considering the amount of points that they have at the moment. I mean, can they do it? Don't know. I strongly doubt that. But they're improving, and that is um, the main thing. Like it's After that defeat to Brentford... They've been really, 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 really good. Apart from that, other results like getting beat by Villa and whatnot. So you have to say that they're in it. Okay, um, Demon. I know. Obviously, Newcastle play Man United on Sunday in the Carabao Cup final. Um, I was going to ask a question regarding Rashford, so I'll ask this question first, and then I'll top it up as well. Um, from Dash from a Dash of Sports. Um, is May United one Rashford injury away from a collapse? And I, I will ask the question. When you watch United, and knowing that you've got them coming up next, other than Rashford, are there are there players that you, I don't know if the word is fear, or you're wary of, rather? That's what I say. If Rashford isn't on form, do you look at other players and say, these are the guys that can cause damage? Or do you think United are literally looking at Rashford to just be the match winner? Uh, I think obviously Rashford they're looking at him to be the main match winner uh, mm. are there other players that I'm wary of um, not really I mean to be honest as much as Fernandez gets berated and stuff like that he, he you know he can pop up with an important goal here and there um, attacking wise I can't really think the only the only thing I'm Kind of concerned because you mentioned Verkost, right? Right. He has to score sometime, yeah, or score again sometime, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it would be just be fitting against Newcastle because usually the deadest strikers score their, their their turn up against Newcastle. But realistically, what I'm interested in really, because I I genuinely believe after the first few minutes, if we, if we can keep Rashford quiet for five ten minutes, I think we can do a job on him, like we did against Saka, like we did. Tibby gets most uh, um, good forwards in, in, in the Prem. I think it's the midfield battle, Bruno versus um, Casemiro. Yeah? I think that will be the midfield where it will be won and lost kind of thing. I don't, I don't fear any of your players too much apart from Rashford. I fear Man United in terms of the form that they're in and the form that Newcastle's in. When the draw was made, I was more confident of Gus getting a result than now because we've gone on a slump and you lot seem to be very consistent at the moment and like I said Rashford in the form of his life so but player for player nah nah I don't think I don't think there's a other than Rashford I don't think there's a, a player I'm not saying you haven't got the better team but I just don't yeah. think there's a player there that Newcastle no, be looking at like yeah like we should be really wary of, wary of them. That's why I think they'll double up on Rashford and see what you look and do. Double up on Rashford, um, frustrate Fernandez and see what you what you got after the, other than that. I think that's what I we're think, to get though, To be fair, I think 
um, answering the question before where it said are uh, United uh, in, uh, injury away from a collapse, whatever. I think the difference between now and maybe like earlier on the season is that United are creating more chances. Russia's just getting on the end of them. Before it was just like it was just like we was relying on Russia to make something happen. Now we are, we're creating chances and Russia just happens to be on the end of it. Like so, mm-hmm. if it's not Russia that like, on the end of it, then it's Fernandez or a Garnacho. Do you know what I mean? Garnacho's one, yeah. Someone yeah. else on the end of it. I think now we're creating a lot more chances than as than we were previously. I mean, even like Casemiro's chipping in with a few goals as well. Like so, like I don't think it's necessarily a case of if Rashford gets injured that our United can't score goals anymore. I just think the uh, where it comes from just changes. Absolutely, and Theo, uh, quickly on Leicester as well. <laughs> What is going on? Um, Leicester are not... They're not particularly safe. They are 14th. So even though they had two previous big wins, two um, games in which they scored four goals each, it was a much-needed win because they've gone from 18 to 24 points, but it's still three points off the drop zone. Do you, do you think Leicester are complacent enough to maybe be in this relegation battle towards the last day of the season it's a tough one it's a tough one I think I think Brendan Rodgers has got enough experience to not take Leicester down if I'm honest and I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of change at Leicester over the last couple of seasons as well and I think they've just again a team that has been worked tirelessly you know what I mean over the last couple of seasons so I think I don't think they'll I think they'll be fine. I don't think they'll they'll be in the race. I'm more concerned about my own club being down there. But yeah, I think I think Leicester I think I think Leicester will be fine. I think I know they've they've kind of I think they beat Tottenham and Villa. I think um, the last couple of weeks. So and they've had some good performances. I thought they like everyone said here. I thought they played the game yesterday really well. I thought Madison was good. Um, the whole team was good in that first sort of twenty minute spell. Or, just after the, the kickoff, and I thought they they done well, but as soon as that first goal goes goes in for United, it, they just crumbled. It's crumbled and, and and just allowed United to take control. But I think they'll be fine. I think Rogers has got experience about dealing with maybe not in terms of relegation, but definitely the other side of the league where he's won things in obviously Scotland and so close with Liverpool. I think he's he'll 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 be able to get something out of this team. Um, they just need a run of games and to try and hit forty points. And uh, what are they on now? What? 23, 24, 24. 24. Yeah. So it's a long way away to get that 40 benchmark where we call it the safety net. But I think they'll do it, man. I think they, I don't know what their fixture list is like, but I think they'll be fine. I, I do want to say though, I thought Sabitza should have been sent off. I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be real, man. I thought, I'm not saying it was a game changer, but I'm just saying that it was a bit of a mad challenge. And, and the VAR, I was on mute at the time, but the, the second Rashford goal was a bit. It's sus. Just quickly, yeah. Just quickly. Just, just quickly. <laughs> just quickly. You see, you see the Leicester game, right? I took from that, right? If Almiron, if Almiron had a right foot, you lot would be in trouble, bro, because your left side got exposed. Bro. Yeah, it's true. Time yeah. and time again. And I was thinking, if Almiron could use his right foot, we could do some serious damage. But he's so one-footed, it's embarrassing. Yeah, so you ain't got nothing to worry about in that respect. But if you had a right foot, you'd have been in trouble, bro. Because your left side is weak. I think if I got Nacho got hooked because he wasn't following the instructions. I mean, um, come Sunday, I reckon it'll probably be Rashford and Shaw down that side. So we probably won't be as 
exposed defensively. I think it just all depends on maybe the Anthony, like his fitness and maybe Martial. But yeah, I, I don't think I I don't expect to see Garnacho starting on on Sunday. Yeah, same, same. But on to another team, and this is the derby, the derby, the D and D forty derby, where Newcastle and Liverpool met, and for some reason. Newcastle can take points from every other team in this league <laughs> but Liverpool. Liverpool went there and won 2-0. Um, it gave Liverpool reason, Liverpool fans a reason to, again, hate on Martin Tyler because apparently he wasn't enthusiastic enough about Darwin Nunes' goal. But um, <laughs> they can win a 2-0 win, so they should be enthusiastic about their their points. Now, um, Double D, last time you were here... Mm-hmm. It was, I was, I was having a cry, wasn't I, last time? Yeah, man, it, it was it was more than therapy, man. I can't lie, it was it was a peak one for you. But you've got into a decent run of form. Well, a decent run of results. Mm. I don't want to call it form yet. Form for me has been over a longer period of time. Far from form, far from Yeah, that. but you've got a decent run of results recently. And I looked at the table, talking about how poor I think Premier League teams are in, in reality, um, apart from a few. Um, you are two wins away, which is two games in hand off being one point away or behind fourth place Tottenham. So, it's your season. I mean, okay, you're, you're used to challenging for the title in recent years, but is your season really going down the bin that badly? Or, like, if, if you do finish in the top four somehow, do you do you see that as a, as a semi-successful season? Or would you just be annoyed regardless? If, any, if you told any Liverpool fan before the season that they'd be out of both Cups... They'll be facing their flipping their owners, yeah. We're on the plantation. <laughs> Real Madrid are the owners, bruv. However good we play against Real Madrid, we just don't beat them. Um, mm. So if you told a Liverpool fan that before season started, they would have said failure. So, um, but obviously as the season goes on, just like Arsenal never set out to win the league, it was just to get back in the Champions League, but now they could win the league. The objective changes as the season progresses. Um, so... In terms of the way it's gone, the poor form, there's been some injuries as well. You've got to take what you can get now. So, yeah, top four is still a possibility. Do I think we'll get it? I can't really... Like, I can't be confident about it because every time we've had the result, we look like, oh, OK, we're doing something. We might be able to go on a little run. And mm-hmm. then we drop points. So, you've got to make sure you suffer against Madrid. Then we've got a tricky tie coming down to the ends to face Crystal Palace on Saturday night. <sighs> Improved these late Saturday 7.45 kickoffs or 8 o'clock, whatever it is. Um, I've got a thing with them. I'm not really a fan and we don't seem to do too well in them. But um, we'll see what we could do. Saturday, we showed, attacking-wise, we looked much more fluid. But defensively still, even when Newcastle went down to 10 men, if they just had a little more gusto about their play... They could have nicked one back with the 10 men, and then who knows what could happen. Allison had to, yeah. was far more busier than he needed to be. But I liked from an Badgetic did okay again. But I liked what I saw in the attack as a good goal we scored. Nice goal uh, for the finish by um, Darwin. I don't know why Trippier stepped away because he was in, in my last goal there. The second goal, if you watch it from the start, Allison rolls it out. Badgetic's like a little dummy. Goes forward, plays it through, plays it through. a great ball by Salah and a lovely, um, lovely control and finish by um, Gakpo. Him and Nunes interchanging was causing all types of problems. When we were really wasteful after that, very sloppy, gave the ball away too much. And if we do that against Madrid, 
We're going to find out. Benzema or no Benzema, we'll find out the pace of Vinicius Junior, the pace of um, Rodrigo. And obviously, they've got them, they've they're getting much better technically as well than when they first came and they were both quite raw, especially um, uh, Vinicius. So there's hope for top four now, but it just makes you sit and wonder if they just won one of these away games where we've been getting clapped since the, uh, um, since the year turned around, what could have happened? But I'm not getting to you guys this season. I said before the season even began, same time I said the stuff about Haaland with City. Liverpool have accumulated so many points in the last few seasons that there's going to be one season. They managed to come back when they had the injuries after winning the league and get third. But I was saying there's going to be one season where things might not come together and there could be issues. We've lost more games in February 7 than we had when we won the league and the two times we came second to Manchester City by one point put together. Put those three three teams together... Us losing seven games, we've lost more than all those seasons put together. So there's problems there. Reinforcements need to be made in the summer. If they could get top four that are brilliant, that will help the reinforcements. But some of the people that they want, because of the fact of playing for Klopp, playing with um, the likes of Salah, etc., they would come, people may be able to come to Liverpool. Like, if Bellingham comes, I'm pessimistic about that. But if he was to come, it will be because of the fact that it's Klopp, it's Liverpool. He likes Liverpool, though he's a Birmingham boy. And Stephen Gerrard is his favourite midfielder of all time. It will be those type of reasons he comes. Not we won't hit the Champions League or not. But players outside of that, outside top four, could be kind of tricky because we're not lathered with money like some other clubs. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm I'm not optimistic at all. I can't even say I'm quietly confident, but we'll see what happens. We're just going to take one game at a time because we can produce a attacking performance like we did against Newcastle, and then we can go to Palace and just get completely undone on the break. So it's a defence. We can minimise the defensive errors, the individual errors, and then we'll see what we'll see what we can do. Absolutely, and Demon, obviously, of course, you guys were the home side. Liverpool done you again. It's um, it's a weird one though because you've. Only lost two games this season. As I said, it's only Liverpool that's done you home and away. Um, but you're, you have mentioned that your results have been slowly dropping recently. But you haven't been you haven't been losing. So when you look at that, I mean, I I don't know what the expectation was this season. I don't think it was the challenge for the Champions League positions. But considering where you are right now and how good you've been so far, would you? Would you say it's been disappointing to just see these last couple of results, thinking that you know your team now is capable of much more, especially with the defensive line, because they didn't look as compact as they have been in recent time um, against Liverpool? Uh, well, first of all, let me say that um, my twin brother is a Liverpool fan, so you can imagine the abuse I'm getting at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, and <laughs> I do think Liverpool will make top four. Um, and I said, oh, if. I did say if, if Liverpool beat Newcastle, I think they will go on a run that everyone expected City to go on. So I think they'll go on a mini run of run results and get them get them top four. I don't trust Tottenham. Yeah, but I actually thought uh, in terms of in terms of uh, Newcastle's form, um, I called this as soon as the basically as soon as the first half of the Leicester game when we won three 0 on um, when was it thirty uh, first of um, December right. I've said 
we struggled to score goals. Yeah, but we're now going on a drive, drive uh, run of form. Tried to score goals, and we're drawing too many games. Um, similar to how we we started the, the season, um, we won the first game. They went lost to Liverpool. It's Drew City lost to Liverpool, went, and they had three consecutive draws or something like that. I said, this is basically symmetry, symmetrical to the first half of the season. And I said, we're not scoring goals. Like we scored like one head, uh, nil nils, nil nils, one there, whatever. So it was quite concerning. So. I predicted, actually on Saturday's show, I predicted Liverpool to win 2-0. Yeah? But okay. what I was more concerned about was, given how we how badly we performed against Bournemouth the game before, I just wanted to see a better performance going into the, the, fun, the final on Sunday. And I think we got, I think we got that. Yeah? Bar the, the crazy 10-15 minutes where we conceded to a Nick Polk got sent, sent off, we were arguably the better team. Yeah. Even with 10 men, we created as many chances. The difference was we didn't take our chances and Liverpool did. They took their two main chances and that was it. Alisson was probably their best player on the pitch. Say Maximum was our best player on the pitch, even with 10 men. Yeah. So performance-wise, yes, the, the Liverpool goals were good finishes, don't get me wrong. But as the double D alluded to, Trippier stepping up on both goals, he was at fault because he stepped up like I don't know what he, he said. He stepped up too late, basically in both in both goals, and and mm. both goals would have been offside. Yeah, but the killer for me was the Nick Pope incident. Yeah, what was he thinking? Because I think twice before he's come out and he's headed as well. <laughs> First of all, if you're gonna come out that that fast, yeah, the ball's on the floor, kick it. Yeah, why are you trying to go down with your head? Yeah, and then basically try to play basketball in the middle of it, like it. Have you seen some of your fans are saying that he wasn't sending off on social media? Yeah, but, yeah, man, like, I don't know for that. I don't know for that's that, just man. reaching. That's, that's reaching. That's, because they realise that, you know, the Bradford can't play the League Cup final until we've got carriers, which I have, I don't really have a problem with it, to be honest. But it was a... You're 2-0 down. Listen, I'm not saying... It, it wasn't a sure fight. There's no guarantee Salah scored that goal, by the way. Like he probably would have, but there's no guarantee. But even if, even if you knew, if you could see the third, you get to play the league cup final. Use your common sense. Like it just didn't make no sense. So you basically killed the game um, with that sending off. And even then, we created the best chance of the game after that. So performance-wise, I think it was encouraging, given how we performed previously. But in terms of results, it's disappointing considering how we started the season um, with the unbeaten run and stuff like that. To lose our home record as well was disappointing. Um, but listen, put it into perspective, I have to think about where Newcastle were 12 months ago and also what the season objectives were at the start, which was a top-half finish and a cup run. We've exceeded it already. So anything from here is a bonus. My only concern is, and I think we discussed it with uh, Double D on Saturday, Eddie Howe's previous, right, when... Electric the first half of the season, second half of the season, it just goes to pot, like in a dramatic fashion. So mm. if we lose that final on Sunday, I hope it doesn't have that long-lasting effect on the remainder of the season because that can tre- creep into the following season and I don't need that. So, you know, where we are now, I'd be happy with sixth, a sixth-place finish because I don't, think, I don't think Chelsea can catch us. So you're looking at Arsenal, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Spurs. Those five teams should be finishing above us. But mm. other than that, 
I don't think any other team, including Chelsea, at this present time, should be finishing above Newcastle where we are, given where we are. So, I think that gets us Europe, and you know we can build on from there. We know the summer we're gonna spend will be a lot more attractive proposition than we were last summer. So, you know it, it's Saturday evening was a bit of a depressing one. Sunday pretty much, but today a bit more positive. Not for, not necessarily for the final, but putting things into perspective. And remember, we didn't have Bruno Gomez. We never won a game when he doesn't play. Never. So since he since he signed, so since he started playing, so we haven't won a game when he when he's been missing. So you know we have to we have to put things into perspective. That's that's the question that I'm going to ask you as well. Um, where's your confidence for the final? Are you are you feeling slightly confident? What's the uh, a lot less confident where when I was a few weeks ago? Um, if we're gonna win it, it's gonna be a one nil or penalties because I think we will try to frustrate. Um, Man United we should bar, bar carriers we should have our full strength team back he won't play St. Maximum from the front from the start which I think he probably should have done because he turns up against big teams um, he terrorised Manchester United last season as well at home as well um, but I think he's going to go more defensive with Willock and Joe Linton Joe Linton and for them to interchange on that on the left hand side but I think we're a completely different team with Gramirez in midfield so that gives me some positive. And Carius isn't a bad keeper, bro. He had that 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 little moment in Champions League final when he was concussed apparently when he had them howlers. But it, it, he's not a bad keeper. He's not a bad keeper. So my my whole thing is though, he hasn't played a professional game in a long time, and his chemistry with the back four might be the difference. But um, <laughs> I just hope we don't get smoked because I'm actually going to the game. Is so, that you trying to convince yourself that he's not bad? Yeah, he's a bad keeper, man. He's, trust me. Come on, man. Listen, there's a, there's a reason he's not played for so long. There's a reason. That, that yeah. Like, you, Listen, you remember you can't. This me, Amazon man. documentary that we're that we're making, you know, it, 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 we're just making it more interesting. The redemption arc of Carrius, bro. Trust me, watch, watch. Yeah. Then he's gonna be a winner. Winner. Hey, double. Can you can you give him some? Um, Something good about Carriers. Have you got any good memories of Carriers? It all depends on how the game goes because Carriers is a good, um, well, as you said, that Champions League final, but he was concussed. Um, uh, I'm, he, I'm taking he, it. He's <laughs> um, actually a good shot stopper. It's the other parts of his game. He's not the most commanding um, catcher, and, and he doesn't command his box the best. In terms of catching crosses and whatnot, vocal, he's not the greatest at coming off of his side, etc. But if they could restrict United and not get cut open, just don't give them corners. So, hold on. So, what, what you basically what you're saying, literally, what you're saying is stop Main United from taking shots. That's what yeah, you're saying. That's it. <laughs> he's a good shot. If they can stop them from getting cut, like Liverpool's goals. People not pushing out in time, so then people get one on ones with him, etc. If they can limit those, yeah, then we, we will. We've got the best you, defense in the country. Newcastle will. Um, I, I think Newcastle are going to win it. I just think Newcastle are going to win it. I just think finals, just like something will turn up, and I think Trippier's going to look at the video. To, he's going to be disappointed with his performance on Saturday, and he's going to turn up and put some good balls in and. Um, whether it's Isak or Wilson up front, I just think Newcastle are going to turn up. No, no, it's Wilson. It's Wilson. And their fans Wilson. are going to be. You get what I'm saying? Eddie Howe don't change a team, bro, unless he has to. He does not change a team. But this actually... on Saturday. But, yeah, I know. Uh, Guess, do you know yeah. got, if we win 1 0, do you know who's going to score the winner? 
Who, who, Joe, Lin, Joe Linton. No, nah, not long stuff. He's, he, he's had his moment, bro. So has Dan Byrne, bro. They've had their moments, bro. <laughs> Joe Linton. Yeah? Field? Joe Linton's going to score the winner. Theo, um, what do you think as well, quickly, on the final? Um, I think, I think Newcastle. I've, I've been back in Newcastle the whole way through this thing. And the only reason I say that is because in the finals, anyone's, it don't matter whose team's this, that, the other, and who's that. You could put Karius in goal and he has a blind on. He's probably mad in the match. Do you know what I mean? So it don't matter. I think it's just who wants it more on the on the day. And mm. I'm just confident. What is this, your first final in 18 years or something? Since like I've that? been born, bruv. Yeah, there you well, go. No, so... I'm joking. No, no, no. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> we just back to back finals. Last time we were united in 99, the We just back to back finals for United and Arsenal. Yeah. So this is this is more... There's more at stake for Newcastle. I know Newcastle were never expecting to to even be potentially in this final, and they're not meant to be where they are in the league. Let's let's be honest; they've they've done overachieving mm-hmm. already. But on the final, it don't matter. All that form and players and this and that it goes out the window. It's just who wants it on the day, and who wants to score the goal. That's Can it. I just say, yeah. I am not going to Wembley to see my team get embarrassed, bro. Yeah, come on, going to the game. So I'm not. <laughs> If my Listen, team gets slapped, fan, I've, I've seen it too many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There is a very, very, very high chance that as you walk to your studio on Saturday morning, you're going to just see me around the area. Just going to let you know. Just, just... <laughs> well, if, if Newcastle win, trust me, I'm going to get banned from Twitter. Yeah? It's going to keep me off there. Yeah? Trust me. D, I'm not going to mention names yet, but Coach is the third person that has said either this Saturday or next Saturday, they might turn up at the studio. I'm not going to mention. I know you have done this, but I'm not going to mention no names yet. Is that you lot going on? Okay. All two weeks. Um, <laughs> Fifteen as well. Your confidence in the final as well. What are you saying? Uh, with finals, it's like and it's like ninety minutes in it. All form goes out the window. But listen, when you've got Varane, Casemiro in in your side. You've got to be confident. I think Rand's like lost like one final in his career, which was like the other day. Um, Casemiro, hey, 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 yeah, man, I'm confident, but I, again, what see, no, no disrespect to Newcastle, but when I watch them, I don't think like they're an amazing side, I think they're a well drilled side, mm. but I don't think they're an amazing side. I think. They were riding that that wave of that home run, that scoring goals and whatnot. Um, Callum Wilson's always a handful for for any for any defenders. I mean, he's fast, he's strong, he's not particularly clinical. But um, I think Bruno Gramaj being back is a, is a big big plus for them. Um, but again, the, the whole keeper situation. Uh, I don't even know if Joe Linton's fit. Um, Again, I, I don't really. I'm not really too high on Trippier. I, I think he's, I think he's a he's a shoddy defender. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty confident, man. I, I'm pretty. He's confident. better than your right back, bruv. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm better than your right back. I think he's a defender, man. Like, but is he better than your right back? No, he's not. He's huh? not. 
Wait, which one are you talking about? Though? Wait, 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 you talking about? Any talking one about? of them. Any one. Dallow, Bambasaka, any one of them. Yeah? He's not better than Dallow, but someday we will find out, innit? Someday we will find out. I mean... Yeah, fight, I mean, fight, talk. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I said about period. I said about period is better than yours, isn't it? I said about period is better than yours, isn't it? Statistically, statistically, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't played the same amount of games. They what? Played, they haven't played the same amount of games. So, for instance, if yours, if yours can't stay fit, that's not my problem. It wasn't that's, not, that's not me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a fitness issue. It's just not a fitness cool. issue. But since since uh, Varane and Martins have come in, they've been pretty they probably still out. conceded more goals than Newcastle back line, no matter how many games they played. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But then I think we probably scored more. True? Yeah, that's a defence. But we of course, more. of course your attack's better than ours, bro. So it goes both ways. You ain't got a midfielder. Be- you know, we better. Fernandez or Gamero. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Weghorst. So what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's scoring. He's scoring in the final. He's going to score. He probably will. He probably will. Nah, my luck. You know, all I'm saying is that the, the referee, obviously we've got a far now, but the officials better be on point because the last time Manly had the League Cup final, so I've had to go robbed. Yeah? And I won't mm. let him back. Yeah. <laughs> but bro, yeah. if man, if the rest were on job, Man United would only have six league titles. Let's be real, bro. Let's be real. Back pocket money, brown paper bag, everything in the pocket, scared of Fergie. Yeah. Did Sancho not have a penalty wrongly disallowed when we faced Newcastle last the last time? Didn't Wilson have a penalty wrongly disallowed against you lot last time? We should have been one 0 up. What you forgot that though, innit? No, he shouldn't have. No, he shouldn't have. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. oh but forgetting the disallowed goal that Ronaldo scored, you know, when your player took it and then the referee thought, like, they put, they well, when the, the rest, no, but those are the rules. Wait, no, it's not wait, true. wait, <laughs> wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> all, I, all I remember is Man United being 2 0 down to Tottenham in the 2008 9 season and. Some, oh, here we go. Here some, we go. Some dodgy here we go. When Jorelio Gomez touched the ball and Carrick went down for Howard Webb to come out 10 years later and say it was the worst referee decision of my life. But like gives Liverpool a, a, a flipping title. Fuck off, you fold in the Hey, 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 listen. Hey, hey. Hey. You see, may I have all of you, man. I love this. This is <laughs> Give me more. Give me more. Listen, when when the playing field is level, when the playing field is level, you ain't winning these titles, bro. Yeah, when the playing field is level, you ain't be winning these titles, bro. Yeah, <laughs> when Frey could bully everybody, yeah, and you could outspend everybody. Why? Uh, it was a but no resources. Uh, where so was this no talk when you you guys stole a point? Yeah, called bribery. The season where Aguero scored the winner. Where was your talk then? We're coming for you. Oh, that was the greatest moment of my life. I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope that VR's not working and we mess you up on Sunday. That's what I hope, yeah? There you go. There you go. I want Rafa to slap it in with his hand. There you go. I'll leave his eye on allow it. The way things are going for Rashford at the moment, they allow it, man. Why not? Why not? They, they blocked him off one for the stupid one against Wolves when he should have had another one. But hey, man. Twice. Here's what it is. Here's yeah, what it is. Um, what was that? 
I said twice it's happened to him. He had the one against Everton as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, the, the last word for me is um, if I'm giving Rashford any advice, go to the right side of the pitch, swing your left foot and straight, straight at Carrius. Hopefully he will not catch it and he'll go to the back of the net, but we'll see. Um... <laughs> Other than that, um, oh, also, when he's about to roll the ball out, just stick your right foot out and it'll just roll to the bottom corner as well. Because that's this guy, but anyway, uh, <laughs> nobody's gonna fight you later on. I know who remembers the hair against Brentford. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> you might want to think twice about coming to the studio, coach. You might get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, let's wrap it up there because, um. I, I know it's gone past nine o'clock and certain people are going to watch um, a, a certain show um, of which people are on a, an island full of love. And um, <laughs> you know, not even. So. We've all abandoned this winter one. I was a yeah. Love Island veteran from the day dot and I, I can't even watch this one. Yeah, yeah no, this one, this, one is, this one is shocking, but I've, I've got someone that lives here that also wants to watch it, so I've got no choice. Um, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> So I'm just trying to big up. I'm just I'm trying to talk loud because he's literally there. So I, you know, I <laughs> anyway, um, for everyone that's watched us and that's listened, thank you very much for listening and watching. Thank you for always giving love to the podcast. And always forget to not forget, sorry, to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. You can always find us on your audios and all your YouTubes and all that on free for podcasts. That's your socials as well. Of course, before we go, we'll let everybody plug themselves and everything that they're doing, any channel that they're on. We're going to start with 15. Where can they find uh, you, bro? Literally, you can find me on uh, Trafford Tunnel. That's uh, the YouTube. Uh, that's the YouTube channel where we discuss all things Man United. You can follow me on Twitter on Sofa Fifteen M, and that's pretty much it, really. There you go. And please do like us and subscribe to their channel as well because they do some great stuff as well. Especially if you're a Man United fan, Trafford Tunnel is in the name, so you're gonna find some great content there. Uh, Double D, uh, please plug yourself. My own handles, if you can't see it on the interface, is um, at double D D U B U L D double E. And I'm, of course, part of the DD Footy Factory with D Man and Big Sam. And our handles at DD Footy Factory underscore. And we go live on, on Top FM 95.5 FM on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in London, probably best to listen to it on the TuneIn or the Simple Radio app. That's on Top FM. Just tap that into your search and you can get it. Absolutely. Uh, D-Man, he's plugged the, the channel, but of course plug your personal as well, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, my Twitter and Insta is uh, at illphenomenal25. So that's phenomenal with an F. And if you can't spell it, you can't follow me. <laughs> and finally Theo where can they find you sir yeah so as you can see at from the shed end that's the Chelsea channel the YouTube channel and then my, my other channel that I'm building up slowly style of play so at the style of play football as well and then my personal is t.podcast so yeah Twitter Instagram all of that stuff there you go. Of course, you guys have been great. Thank you for joining me. I am your host, Kojo. One more time, episode 235. No pot of magic for Chelsea. Sorry for you, man. So maybe, maybe next week, man. Maybe next week. <laughs> who do you have next week? Who do you have next week, actually? Tottenham. Tottenham. Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before the final as well. Before the final. 
So yeah, man. Be interesting I am going, for the main I event. Am ab- yeah, I am man. absolutely going to watch that game. Right. Um, <laughs> good luck with that one. Um, peace out, guys. <laughs>